Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in, Loons fans, to episode number 10. I'm going to get that correct this time of Loon Talk here on your favorite podcast streaming option of choice. I'm Jonathan Harrison alongside my radio co-host or the radio play-by-play voice of the Loons, Dan Terhar. Dan, how are you doing, sir? Great. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, Looking if you're... forward to a twofer this week. Yeah, this is going to be fun. We're going to... Yep. We're actually going to record our post-match podcast week complete. Both you of us completely forgot. You Both of us forgot. That, but <laughs> I was drained after that draw. I was, that was drained. I went home. We'll get we'll get to that that match okay. against Dallas in a second. But that was fun. Um, we 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 promise we will after the game on Wednesday against Austin. We will record Loon Call, the post-match like twenty-minute twenty-minute long episode with our immediate thoughts on. The match once again. You are listening to Loon Talk here on Score North's uh, Score North's YouTube channel, as well as your favorite podcast option of choice. Anywhere you find your podcasts, remember to give us a rating, a review, and give us a subscription because it helps us. It really does help us get found. We, if you don't know, Dan Terrar and myself, we are the radio crew for all Minnesota United broadcasts heard on Score North on AM fifteen hundred Score North mobile app, as well as live dot com we need uh, to be found yeah because we are the most unofficially official loons podcast around we're number we are, one we are definitely number one in that department we are also the best yep. kept secret in mls if you want to call us that so dan hey, how, was just, your, how was your father's day it was good i uh i did i'm trying to remember what i did i i worked in the morning and then didn't do a whole lot so it was great it's fantastic that's, what that's, the, that's the way it's supposed to go yeah, yeah no it was it was wonderful you know I got to spend a little time relaxing with my feet up and it was good my it's son good. filled out one of those uh questionnaires about what he thinks about his dad and he said the question Uh-oh. was how tall <laughs> how tall is dad 50 feet okay 50 you know feet. 50 feet how wow. heavy is dad 50 pounds, so I'm basically a pound per foot. Wow. Yeah, that's not a good look for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take yeah. being being 50 pounds lighter, but 50 pounds in general. Okay, 50 pounds, 50 <laughs> feet tall. Okay, I love it. Yeah, wow. That's All good. right, so let's jump right into this. Loons 1, FC Dallas 1 on the road mm-hmm. down in Dallas. Dan, your immediate thoughts after that match. Uh, we We'll talk about the draining aspect of it after Yuck. at near the end of the match, but I thought it was a fun match. I thought it was a good road point for the loons. You know, there's there's a couple of schools of thought on that. Is that any road point is a good point? Mm-hmm. This one, you know, and it, right after the game, you know, I I, I felt okay. Well, we got to play in the road, but as a day or two set in, I just I'm worried. I'm worried, worried. about. I'm worried about. This team's ability to create chances, take shots, and they still are struggling to score goals. Okay. And so that's the way that's the way I felt after a day or two and right now is yeah, it's a road point and it's tough to get points on the road. First point Minnesota's ever gotten out of Dallas. Yeah. So all that's good. And you know, you're supposed to get these warm fuzzies, but <laughs> I'm I'm left with this this uh and you know me, I'm not negative very often. I right. usually look for the bright spots and I try and be optimistic in life and in soccer and in everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm struggling with, you know, how many guys have played, how many guys have played striker for us this year. And we still 
are struggling to score goals. This was a match that he, Reynoso off the bench should have scored a couple. Yeah. You know, Unu should have scored a couple. I just, when is this going to end? It's like it's like a bad bad carnival ride. I just want to get off and I want to <laughs> see them score some goals. So I, I'm I'm frustrated and a little concerned right now. But okay. They did get a road point. We know that is good. It's not a loss. So they've gone, you know, after losing four straight, now they've gone four without a loss. That's huge. That's big. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm not I'm not there yet. I'm not comfortable. Okay, so you're kind of on the opposite side of me then mm-hmm. because after that match, I felt that was the most dangerous the attack has, shown, has been oh, all yeah. season long. They had they 18 shots, one. eight on goal. But yes. I think the chances that they had – were the most dangerous they've had all season. And I you, agree. You put all those chances together, and they should have, as you mentioned, they definitely should have scored more goals. Jimmy Maurer stood on his head that night uh, for Dallas, keeping Minnesota out of the net, keeping Adrian Unu out of the net at least three times on the night. Adrian Unu should have had three what? goals because he had clear-cut chances and just couldn't find a way to get past Maurer. I think... I think I'm more positive about this attack, so that kind of leads me to a question I had for later on, but mm-hmm. hell, let's get to it now. How dangerous can this attack be? Because as you mentioned, they've struggled for most of the season. As I mentioned, I feel that that was their most dangerous coming uh, of the season, and that was coming out of a three-week break. So they've had time to gel together. They have the new guy, Franco Fragapane. They have the new guy, Adrian Unu. They'll get Emmanuel Reynoso back in the starting lineup. How dangerous can this attack be going into the rest of the season? Well, define dangerous, all right? Dangerous means we get a lot of chances and we miss the goal. And it, <laughs> Can well, they score multiple goals a game really, on a consistent what? basis? Right, right, because if, if what you say is true, and I do agree with you, the offense was clicking for a good part of that match and they created some amazing chances and really good chances, but they still only scored one damn goal. Yeah. And, and so I, I, I'm, I'm stuck between those two things. And I feel like we've been saying this since the start of the season because we have that this team, you're, you know, we kept saying, well, they're on four, but, you know, they're getting a lot of chances. So they're doing something right. They're getting a lot of <laughs> shots. They're doing something right. And I feel like we're just, we're just going around and around on this. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and then we get a new guy and we plug him in the middle. We go, this is a guy he's going to finish. He's going to, and here we are with, with, and I know it's early. I'm not writing off, you know, uh, Adrian Onu, but score a goal, man, you know? <laughs> and then, and you're right. Manuel Reynoso had a couple chances and one of them, mm-hmm. it's like he must've forgotten where he was in, in relation to the net because yeah. It looked like he just dribbled it wide, and it was like, "Well, dude, you're yeah. you're like you're like six five feet from the goal." So, I think, I think for me, the one of the reasons why I'm also really positive about what I saw on Saturday night is that they did that all without the guy who's been their best player all season, Robin Lud. He wasn't there because he's playing for Finland out in the Euros, and they looked that dangerous without him, and they yeah. looked that dangerous for most of the night without Emmanuel Reynoso. So they had they had right. two of their they had their two best players for most of the season not on the field, and they still looked really dangerous. Now, granted, Dallas hasn't looked good this season. Their defense has looked m- remarkably bad all season long. But still, going on the road against Dallas is not an easy is not an easy thing to do. As as you mentioned, mm-hmm. they got their first ever points right at Dallas this weekend. So 
it's obviously not an easy thing for this loon squad to do to go down to Dallas, and they did it, and I thought they looked pretty dang good without their two best players on the field. Yeah, and and you're right. I agree with you 100%. You know, getting a point out of there was great. It keeps them out of the uh, loss column. But there's just that little voice in the back of my head saying, they can't score a goal. That sounds like the Minnesota sports fan in you saying that. They'll never score a goal. I know. And I hate that. And I hate that. But that voice is in the back of my head going, okay, here we go again. Let's go on the podcast and talk about how they had so many great chances that they can't score. (laughs) You know what? Okay, let me just switch switch gears here. Wednesday, they're going to unload. They're going to just, you know, it's – Austin FC, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna chop down that tree or whatever they've got there on their logo. So it's a <laughs> we'll tree, right? Aust- yes, it's, yeah, I believe okay. so. Yeah, we'll get to Austin in a little bit, and why I, I probably do agree with you that they will uh, get a bunch of goals Explode. on Wednesday at Allianz like, Field. We might get like two. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Don't get too, go, don't get too crazy. Don't get too crazy. I don't think we can handle two goals in one game. Wow. <laughs> All right, so we've been talking about the attack. Let's talk about the new guy, Franco Fragapane. We mm-hmm. saw Adrian Onu going into the break. We saw him again t- on Saturday night. But the debutante, Franco Fragapane, speedy debut. The thing, One of the things we really noticed right away, his absolute speed. Um, that's something that we really haven't seen the Loons have that kind of speed as a threat. He scores in his debut Gets jumps on the rebound of uh, Unu's shot that gets blocked by Maurer and scores the goal, the first goal of the game. Um, and I thought he was fantastic. As I mentioned, that speed was just something that we haven't seen in a Loons jersey since they've been in MLS. That's a dangerous weapon, and that's going to be a fun weapon for Adrian Heath to use all yeah. season long. Yeah, and I don't know if his flat-out speed is as impressive as his quickness. You know, yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. There's a difference, and. And it seems like from the little sampling we've got is that he knows how to use it. He knows mm-hmm. when to use it and how to use it and, and maybe use it a little bit deceptively. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there's a, there's a quickness there that uh, we haven't seen in, in quite a while with this club, if ever. And, yeah, that's going to be that's gonna be fun to watch in the upcoming days because there's guys that are fast, but he's got just a, a, a quickness. Uh, and I think – you know, his experience has taught him how to use it, when to use it. And that's very important. You can have guys with speed, but if they don't know how to use it, you know, they end up offsides nine times a night. We've seen that. <laughs> so, you know, you know, oops, oops, I ran past the last defender. Eh, sorry, coach. Um, so he knows, I, I think that may be the key with him is that he knows how to use, you know, the pace that he, he has. And that's mm-hmm. huge. So let's talk about that goal because that was – an because amazing it was the goal. only one. It was an ama- <laughs> It was the only one, and then it was amazing goal just from where it's how the whole thing started with Jacory Hayes oh, absolutely man. pickpocketing the new guy for Dallas Kenyon. Just if you want to look up a textbook perfect tackle, yeah. that is absolutely how you do it. Yep. He just went up behind him, stopped him, and then just grabbed, just basically took the ball away from him. And Kenyon yeah. had no idea what was happening. Jacory Hayes then just takes the ball all the way upfield. Cross it into Unu, Unu, who shoots it, who shoots the ball, gets blocked by Maurer, and the ball bounces off Maurer, and Fragapane is right there. But that play was amazing because of Hayes' absolute pitch or absolute perfect tackle. Yeah, Jacory Hayes is one of those guys that we don't talk about probably often enough because yeah. you think about it when he comes in, doesn't start very often, but when he comes in, he's always 
you know, effective. So mm-hmm. he's a great player. He was a great pickup, uh, you know, last season. And yeah, he, that, you know, the, because when you, when you pull the ball cleanly like that and make that tackle and then you're up and he, you know, before, um, you know, they even knew what was going on, he was going the other direction. So you've got the transition going, you got the numbers going in your favor and yeah, everything worked out right. And, um, you know, we saw, uh, Frank Pagnier's quickness to get to that rebound. Uh, there was a defender that was even, if you, if you see it, there was a defender that was pretty much even with him until the save. And then he just blew right past him and, yeah. and got an easy goal for his first ever. So, uh, that was, that was fun. We had a lot of that transition up and down. Second half was, was crazy. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah, just those... end to end at times. So let's get to that. Last 15 minutes were just, yeah. uh, Absolute carnage. It was so much fun just being on the broadcast, watching that game, just getting just getting excited about every single chance that was happening for both sides just because Minnesota's defense was standing tall against the constant threat that was Dallas in the second half. And it was just – it seemed like for the last 15 minutes, both teams had bundles of energy to just bomb up and down the field on that hot Dallas night. And as you mentioned, it was exhausting afterwards. For us, I can't imagine what it was like for the players afterwards. Normally in that situation, you have one or both teams that have decided that they're okay to, to take a draw. Yep. Generally, it would be the road team in a situation like that. And normally what you'd see in that situation is the home team putting on pressure, the visiting team going, hey, we got a point on the road. Let's sit back here and protect this, this point on the road. But this was a case where both teams – probably because both teams were sitting in the bottom of the Western Conference, said, no, we want three points. Let's get three points out of here. And that made for a really crazy uh, final 15, as you said. And uh, probably the most amazing part is that there wasn't a goal in that final 15 because (laughs) the way it was going, it looked as though somebody was going to get a goal and get a 2-1 win. Um, So, you know, it it was pretty crazy. Yeah, it was fun, though. Yeah, it was a fun last 15 minutes. I think where... We can go after that match. It was a good road point, but it did feel a little disappointing that they couldn't get all three considering how well they started that first half. The second half, they came out, Dallas came out really, and basically had the entire momentum. So there can be a little disappointment. I I feel a little disappointed that they couldn't find a way to hold on to the win down in Dallas considering how bad Dallas has been this season. Mm -hmm. But I think overall it's a good road point. There obviously there is some disappointment though, if, a little bit because you don't get the all three points. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Dallas was desperate. I think what we saw in that second half, the first part of the second half was, um, I think I think Luchy Gonzalez probably went in and, and sent a message because he subbed two, two or three right at the half. Two, Just yeah, two, two. That's not real normal. And I think he went in that clubhouse and said, "Listen, you guys don't want to play." I'm going to get guys in there that want to play. He yeah. did some subs at halftime, and they got a big boost out of that. I think that it was probably a pretty loud um, halftime speech, and it worked. And sometimes it works, and it works better at home than it does on the road, obviously. And they got a boost, and Minnesota had to survive that. And they didn't completely, but they still got the tie. So, Yeah. So that leaves Minnesota Still out of the playoff rate or playoff spots in the Western Conference. Dallas still out of the playoff spots as well um, because Vancouver lost the other night. Uh, Minnesota climbed at least up one spot in the Western Conference, edging ever closer to those to those mythical playoff spots this early in the season. Hopefully, Minnesota can climb up there. Um, they're four points out right now. 
Houston sitting in, sitting in that last playoff spot, I think four points ahead of Minnesota, so they won't get there mm-hmm. on Wednesday night, but there's a chance. Um, do you want to preview the Austin game now or wait till later? Because we usually keep it till later, keep it till one of the last things we do, but since we're here and we're talking yeah. about fans at Allianz Field, I am excited to preview that game and talk about can, having, fans at, having fans at Allianz Field. I am so excited to be there with a packed house on Wednesday fun. night. Yeah, and and so we get to have that 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 ambiance and that that yeah. intensity that we got used to uh, a couple of years ago. And you know, the sad part was we almost got used to the empty stadium last mm-hmm. season, and it was still fun to be at home. It was still fun to call games there. But yeah, I I, I can't wait. I think it's going to feel a little. I think Wednesday they'll feel a little bit like the uh, the opener at Allianz Field. Yeah, and especially it's be exciting. If- if they can finally score a couple goals like we kind of hoped, Two. that place is going to explode just because like the fans four. coming back in full in full voice and yeah. then having and scoring multiple, hopefully multiple goals against the expansion side Austin FC who haven't been in good form lately. You look at their form. Uh, they haven't won since that win that they had at Allianz Field over a month ago. They lost the immediate three after that win at Minnesota. They lost those to Sporting Kansas City, the Galaxy, and Nashville SC. Then they drew have drawn the last three matches against San Jose, Sporting Kansas City again, and then Seattle, which getting a draw at Seattle is pretty impressive. They drew mm-hmm. their home opener this weekend against San Jose. We'll get to Matthew McConaughey's attire later on in the episode because that was something else. Um, but they haven't been in good form lately, so hopefully Minnesota can take advantage of that. Yeah, they're they're a team that isn't. They're not going to score many goals. They're going to try and play good defense. They're going to try and you know, if there's a team out there that wants to go into about the 70th minute scoreless, they're the mm-hmm. one. I mean, that's what they that's what they're playing for. Um, so we get them at home. A, a draw with them at home would be disastrous. Yeah, um, a loss would be worse. <laughs> so you know, so often. I look at a, a draw on the road and then you come home the next game and that draw looks a lot better as long as you win the game at home mm-hmm. because then you've got four points in two games and one was on the road. Yeah. But if you, if you don't come home and get the three points, then that draw in Dallas looks even more of a disappointment. So there's a, I think there's a lot of pressure on the team, uh, you know, packed, you know, near capacity, Allianz field, uh, Wednesday, quick mm-hmm. turnaround game against a team that they need to beat. So I think there's a lot of pressure on the team, and I hope that they respond to that well. Yeah, and hopefully they can get their attack going. Dal- or Austin's defense hasn't been the greatest this season. They've given up nine goals, which is about one per game. But you look at the expected goals against, which I know some people are iffy on that stat. They are yeah. Their expected goals against is 17.9, so their defense it seems, according to the analytics, has been getting pretty lucky this season. They should have given up a lot more goals based on those numbers alone. Um, so they've been playing pretty good defense, um, but they've been getting lucky, it seems, um, for most of the most of the season. They've only scored six goals on the season, which is about 6, 0.67 a game. So their attack really isn't there, despite having some exciting pieces. Right. They have Thomas Pochettino um, and some other guys up top for them who posed some considerable threat to Minnesota the last time they were at Allianz Field. More than they should have. And so this is a team that just doesn't score much. And and so if you score two goals, you're probably going to get three points. 
You know, they yeah. just aren't they aren't going to score three goals and force you to you know score three to draw. So, uh, you know, if you score two, you probably win. If you score three, you're yeah, I think it's a lock to get the three points. So let's you know, let's finish. Yeah, finish, and, finish, finish. And you can hear that game right here on Score North. Mm-hmm. Uh, pre-match starting at 6.30 p.m. with Dan Terrar and myself. Uh, kickoff just after 7 o'clock. Score North on AM 1500. Score North mobile app. And over on your computer at live.scorenorth.com. So, Dan, that is our preview. That is our review. So let's get to our look across the league. We've been talking about attack all night, so let's continue with it. Uh, a all little right. bit of sort of Minnesota United-related news. Former Loon. Christian Ramirez is in the news because according to MLSsoccer.com, the league's website, former Loon Christian Ramirez is closing in on a transfer to Scottish Premiership side Aberdeen FC. Ramirez has found playing time hard to come by since joining Houston. In his time in MLS, he scored 35 goals and 105 appearances. 76 of those were starts. Uh, Aberdeen are currently managed by former interim manager interim Atlanta United manager Stephen Glass, so he's got some MLS knowledge to him. Um, they finished fourth in the Premiership last season, qualifying them for the inaugural run of the Europa Conference League, so he'll have co- uh, continental soccer to play with his new Scottish side should that transfer take place. But exciting news for Christian Ramirez. Yeah, good for him. Uh, you know, he, he was is a great guy, and, and he, um, he was a big part of this franchise uh, history. And he wants to play, you know, give him credit for that. I don't know what he would, he would if he'd be a depth piece there or what, um, if that's yeah, what I'm they're not, looking for out of him. I'm not too sure on yeah. Aberdeen's roster. Yeah, good for him. So, yeah, no, who is? But um, <laughs> someone will probably tell us. But, you know, good for him. You know, he wants to play soccer. And, and he's a, like you said, he's a guy that, you know, never caused any problems in the clubhouse. And uh, hopefully he has some success there. So, good luck. By the way. I skipped this on accident when we were talking about Austin FC, so let's go back for a second. Uh-oh. Matthew McConaughey, what he was wearing to the Austin FC <laughs> opener. If you're watching our YouTube stream, you are now viewing what, what Matthew oh, McConaughey wore. So, Dan, since you're the play-by-play guy and you're usually the one who's giving the descriptions of things, I want you to give your description oh, for the man. podcast listeners of Matthew McConaughey's attire for the Austin FC uh, opener at their brand-new stadium. He looks like the uh, third <laughs> member of Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is a was- green as green as you can find green yep. suit, head yeah. to toe. <sighs> yeah, it's amazing. I don't know that anyone besides Matthew McConaughey could pull that off. No, and I'm sure he paid way too much money to have that suit custom made. So, <laughs> ah, Good for him. You know what? He, you know what? I'm sure... Uh, you know, he's got a lot of money and he, mm-hmm. he, I'm sure he invested a large chunk of it and he's having fun, you know? Yeah. I, I he's wish been more, having a lot of fun with this team. Yeah. I wish more celebrities would, you know, spend their money on things that make them happy and are fun and spend less time in politics and things like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause if I, if I had that kind of money, I'd have fun too. Oh yeah. Life's short. Absolutely. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. So, so you're saying you, you do the I'm Nick not, Cajun buy several islands that you don't need. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Don't need? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you might need one. <laughs> since we're since we're looking at pictures on the YouTube stream here, let's yes. Bring up before the show started, Chicago Fire announcing or I guess presenting their new logo. If you remember a couple years ago, I think it was before last season they debuted 
their current logo and it was not well taken because it was just it looked like well, someone had made it in Microsoft Paint. Well, it was and, it was it was just the what do you call the uh, firefighter crest? There's a name. No, for that it. was that was the original. That, that was, was the original. original. Okay. And they moved away from that to the one that is currently their logo. Okay. And that one looks like it. As I said, it was looked like if someone just drew it up in Microsoft Paint really quickly because they realized, ah, crap, we said we we're going to debut a new logo. Here it is. And it wasn't well taken to because the colors were just bad. They didn't represent Chicago. The fans didn't like it. So mm -hmm. thankfully, uh, Chicago Fire ownership realized they had made a mistake. They said, we'll change it. They got the fans involved. And if you're watching on the YouTube stream, you can see their newest logo, which is a remarkable improvement over what they had uh, or what they have currently. It represents the city of Chicago, represents it. Basically, they draw the colors from this, the flag of Chicago. I think it looks great. I think this logo looks great. The colors are going to be great on a jersey. I can't wait to see them debut the entire, uh, the, the, the new kit for next season. What I'm missing is, and it does, it, the, the, the star, the six-pointed star and the colors are mm -hmm. um, off of the uh, Chicago city flag. Yeah. Do, do we have a, does Minneapolis have a city flag? I don't know. I can look. Chicago does. I didn't know. I didn't know. There, I mean, I know there's state flags, obviously. I didn't know cities had flags. Anyway, what, what I'm missing is, and I like it because it's, 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 it's simple and it will look good. Those colors will look good. Um, but I just feel like there's been a little more of a representation of fire on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just looking for go. a little, I'm looking for a little bit, something to show fire, but you know, it's I like I like I like logos that are fairly simple, and uh, I think that, that that one will look good. So, probably a good move by them. You know, they'll sell they'll sell a lot of uh, they'll sell a lot of shirts and hats and stuff with the new logo. So, here is the flag of Minneapolis according to Wikipedia. What? I, I got to tell you, I've never seen no that before in my life. Me neither. I didn't know we had one. Yep. Chicago must use their flag. They must fly it more or something. Yeah. It's definitely out and about yeah. more. There's a NWSL Chicago team, Chicago Red Stars, and they basically have the Red Stars. A, okay. a similar similar crest to that, um, and they hmm. use those colors as well. So okay. Chicago is definitely more attuned to their, their flag than, I guess, Minneapolis is. But I think it's a great improvement over what they have had for the past season and a half. And right. looking forward to the new rebrand for Chicago. Um, sure. Got a couple good rebrands lately. Um, I mean... Columbus improved what they had, went back to the crew, thankfully. Didn't ditch that completely. Um, next news story, let's talk about uh, Inter-Miami striker Gonzalo Higuain. All right. His, his quotes last week were interesting. So Inter-Miami striker Gonzalo Higuain has said he thought Major League Soccer would be easy enough for him to play with, quote, a cigarette in his mouth. Speaking with former Fiorentina and Monaco forward Christian Vieri on his Twitch channel, Higuain said, quote, I thought I would come here and play with a cigarette in my mouth, and instead, it is difficult, unquote. Quote, it is a tough league. I learned that it is similar to Italian football. In Spain and England, it is easier to do well, while in Italy, if you do not know the league, you suffer, unquote. Well, in 16 league appearances for Inter-Miami since joining the club last season, Higuain has scored has recorded five goals and three assists. So he has been kind of a disappointment, if you want to call him that, since he joined the club, considering he was, he's always been considered one of Europe's top strikers, but he hasn't really shown it while he's in MLS. And those quotes kind of prove 
that he wasn't really expecting MLS to be a league of note, which is weird because he has a brother who plays here who probably <laughs> told him a time or two, probably this is a tougher league one. than yeah. maybe people think. Okay, so does this mean that he smokes? I would assume so. Well, first of all, stop smoking. You might score more goals. <laughs> right. Don't they know in Italy, have they not heard that smoking's bad for your health yet? And is that have they is heard that, in Argentina? That's where he's from. Is that is that the bar? Is that the bar that that if if something's easy, you can smoke while you're doing it? I, I, I've never heard that term before. There's stories of of soccer players back in the '80s basically smoking basically at halftime. They'd go into the locker room at halftime and just light up a cigarette. That's crazy. Because like, eh. it was different back then. They didn't. They weren't really attuned to all the <laughs> the physical fitness and taking care of your body like Cristiano Ronaldo does. It's just, hey, we're playing soccer. We're, we'll we'll drink after the game. We'll go down to the local bar, drink. We'll have a cigarette as well. And apparently Gonzalo Higuain still wow. partakes in smoking while he's playing soccer. All right. Yeah, well, you, you, you know, it, it's maybe and maybe, you know, 10 years ago it was that way. And, and But, yeah, you'd think that he would have – done a little more reason but we've had guys to come in and say ah i'm gonna i'm gonna score goals i'm gonna score you know yeah. 25 goals and and you know what and they find out oh wow this, this league isn't as it's not a pushover so and it gets better every year it really does yeah i mean it, this league we've, we've talked so much jonathan about how uh you know in the history the short history of the the loons in the mls how they really have gotten better and more talented every year and i think mm-hmm. i mentioned during the broadcast on saturday that you know this is the most talented lineup they've ever yeah. fielded with a starting 11, and you're still missing one of your best players, maybe a couple of them. So, yeah, the league gets better every year, just like Minnesota has so far. Yeah, and it seems, according to Gonzalo Higuain, the reputation still needs to grow a little bit. The league has been working on that. They are trying to get away from what uh, they're trying to get away from the retirement league image that Gonzalo Higuain still thinks they apparently have. And they've been doing a good job of that lately by going after the young South American talent. It's just, it was 30 still years a lo- ago. Yeah. There's still a lot of, <laughs> there's still a lot of evangelizing to go along or go out there for MLS to get a better reputation that they're not a retirement league. Do you think that it's Pele? <laughs> apparently. Pele? I don't know. All right. So sticking with other, or sticking with, Kind of big name soccer players coming to MLS. Antoine Griezmann, one of the uh, one of the biggest names currently going in European soccer right now. Uh, he plays for France, scores a ton of goals for France. Currently plays for Barcelona as well. He has once again stated he would like to play in MLS once his time at Barcelona comes to an end. He told French newspaper La Figaro, if I'm saying that pronounced correctly, and probably not. Close I wanted enough. to put I wanted to put the accent on it, just see if I could do it, and I can't. Uh, he says my contract with Barcelona runs until June 2024, and after that, I think it will be the right time to go to the United States. I love that country, that culture, the NBA, and have a desire to discover it more. Although I will also have to think about my family. Unquote. Uh, Antoine Griezmann has been a noted fan of the NBA, constantly see- being seen at games during his off time. He loves 
watching the NBA. He'll tweet about it. He'll talk about it all the time on social media. Um, Griezmann turned 30 in March, so would be about 33 when his contract comes to an end. Uh, he's scored 22 goals and registered 11 assists since joining Barcelona two seasons ago for a $120 million transfer fee from Atletico Madrid, which is a disappointing return since he scored 94 goals and registered 31 assists in five seasons at Atletico Madrid before coming to Barcelona. I think when he comes here, it'll be a great move because he's so... I think he's great. I think he's one of the better players in the world right now. He plays at Barcelona, plays for France, the World Cup, the reigning World Cup winners, probably the best team in the Euros right now. Griezmann to MLS. I hope it happens sooner than 2024, but it doesn't sound like it will. Yeah, 2024, you said it puts him at 33? Yep. And Which that, isn't too terribly too- old. No, it's not too terrible, but it's not young either. I mean, you know, no. if you if you figure players are probably peaking between you know twenty eight and thirty, it's it may put him a little past his peak. But yeah, it, with his talent and skill level, I don't see why he wouldn't come over here and and still have an impact. You know, wherever he goes. So, you know, and and what we really want to do is get more of these guys come over here when they're you know thirty or twenty eight years old. And, Absolutely, and and that's what that's what makes the league better. Um, but you also need guys like that that will uh, that are draw to the league, which will get attention of you know if he comes when he's thirty three, that draws the attention of other players, Premier League players that are younger than him because mm-hmm. they see it and they go, wow, that looks that looks really cool. Yeah, you know, I want to get I want to do that. So hopefully it's a trend. He just keeps adding to that trend, and you see more and more players that are highly talented want to play here. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other news, as we look across the league here, MLS's new league has popped up once again as MLS announced it, basically confirmed it today, confirmed the report that we all saw in The Athletic, I think, earlier this month. MLS announced today that they plan to launch a new professional league in 2022. The league said it would be designed to enhance the player pathway also bringing the excitement and passion of professional soccer to cities that currently do not have a professional soccer team. Really, the only detail that wasn't in the athletic report about a month ago of this league is that it plans to launch with 20 MLS teams next season with the potential for independently owned teams. (coughs) Further details, including the league's name and logo, participating teams, and application process for expansion clubs will be unveiled over the course of the year. I think it's great that we're getting another league because... Just trying to thinking about how soccer is done in this country is hard to do if you're not the top league, if you're not MLS. Being a lower league is just so hard to do because the country's so big. Mm-hmm. Being a lower league, you're not going to make a whole lot of money yeah. because Americans always want the best. You see that with the minor league baseball uh, teams. They don't make a whole lot of money. They rely on Major League Baseball to basically fund them. So being able to have Major League Soccer basically fund a league is going to be great. I think it'll, it'll obviously provide more opportunities for coaches, for players, especially young players. It'll be Mm -hmm. good to see a new league start up as well next season. Yeah. The more players you have playing at a high level, the the better it is. You know, if you compare it like to the NBA, they've Mm -hmm. gone back and forth, you know, the CBA and the, and now they have their developmental league and, and that's another sport that didn't take advantage of that. And hasn't taken advantage of that as, as as much as they they probably should have, and it 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 seems to me a no brainer. It'll 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 help the MLS, and it'll keep more players you know playing, and you know you know and put put the game in some some cities that 
you know, don't have an MLS team, but they have a, a strong, you know, soccer community. And there's plenty of those cities out there. So. Absolutely. All right. That is, I believe I'm looking at my notes. All I have for look across the league. So let's that get was good. To... A lot of pictures and stuff. I liked it. Yeah. We will provide you pictures on the YouTube stream. If you want to watch our faces, talk soccer for some reason. So let's get to it. Let's get to write that down. It was a interesting week. Let's that as I bring Pathetic. up our write that down projections here. Uh, if you don't know, write that down is a weekly segment we do here on Loon Talk. We make three soccer related predictions, at least one Minnesota United related prediction. Keep we'll keep track of the correct predictions throughout the year. We'll call them goals, and the most goals at the end of the year wins the coveted Golden Boot. It's pretty uh, so, easy to keep track. Yeah, let's get to. <laughs> Let's get to our accountability session. Dan, I don't know why your name is still on this one because you have another slide for yourself because we each had quite a few things come off the board. And, well, for me, I actually got two right this week. I'll take that. I'll start with those. I said either Franco Fregabani or Adrian Anu or both because I wanted to make sure I was going to get at least some kind of a point. We'll score against (laughs) Dallas on June 19th. Well, Fragapane scored, so I'll get a point there. And I did say Italy will win their group at the Euros. They did that by winning three straight and not giving up a single goal. They scored, I believe, six goals and conceded none on their way to winning their group very easily. So they will move on. I think they're one of the tournament favorites after the way they debuted. My incorrect predictions, I did say by the time the Loons return home for the game against Austin this Wednesday... They'll be above the playoff line. Well, they are not because of those two draws. And then I did say Minnesota will win at least will win by at least two goals this Saturday against Dallas. Well, they drew so no, not so much. But you got two points. That's big for you. I will take it. I have now moved from one goal to three. That's huge. That's all right, Dan. You had a not so good week. A lot of red. That'll be You a had red. three come off the board that were wrong, one come off the board that was right. We'll start with the right one. You said Chicharito will not score a goal or assist against Seattle. The Galaxy scored one goal. It was a penalty kick. Uh, Sasha Kleschen scored that one in their loss to Seattle. The ones you got wrong, you said Emmanuel Reynoso will be involved in every Minnesota goal scored in Dallas. He wasn't on the field Should've. when Franco Fragapani scored. Minnesota will, you also said Minnesota will score the first and last goal at Dallas. You got half of that right. Uh, it's close. Half a goal does not count for a full goal, unfortunately. They were almost there. I mean, if Dallas hadn't scored, you would have been right. Yeah, but they did. <laughs> yeah, and then you said there will be a red card in the Minneapolis City SC versus Sioux Falls match, and I checked. Yeah. There was not a red no. card for either I side. Looked. I looked, too. There's nothing. All right, so I got one. So our record so far this season, you have six goals. I have three goals. The guests have one goal. The listeners have no goals. And my correct percentage went up from eight to 19%. <laughs> We're getting there, Dan. Woo! We're getting Crazy to norma- normality here. All right. Yeah. So that is, that's our accountability session. So time for our newest write that down predictions this week. Dan, since I have mine up right away for once, you go I'll first. start. Do it. Write that down. Emmanuel Reynoso will assist either a Franco Fragapane or Ajununu goal against Ooh. Austin FC on Wednesday. That's very specific. Yep. That's very specific. All I'm right. seeing that Emmanuel Reynoso obviously will start because it looks like he's healthy. He's ready to go. And with how that attack performed against Dallas, I think he's All ready right. to get his first registered assist of the season. I'm just worried it's a little specific. So, um, Tyler Miller. Mm-hmm. 
in Wednesday and Saturday's match, so against Austin and Portland, at home against Austin, at Portland, combination of those two matches, he will give up one goal or less. Okay. Write that down. No clean, no double clean sheet form. No, I don't. You know that would be great. And but see, I, I said or less, so I still get the. Uh, oh, there you get, go. I still yeah, you get. Do it. I still get a point out of it. You I just think it. our D, and that's 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 as much about our uh, defensive group that played very well in Dallas in front of him as it is about him. So there you go. I'm looking for a point really badly. All right, I am going to go to the Euros once again. Spain, I believe. They currently sit third in their group. They have not looked good. I have not been impressed by how they have played. I'm quickly looking up, trying to bring up their standing, the Euro standings right now. Uh, Spain in their group, they play their final game of group play on Wednesday. I am saying they will not advance to the knockout stage of the Euros, which would be a little bit of an upset because they were given what looked like an easy group for them. They had Sweden, Slovakia, and Poland in their group. They play, I believe, Slovakia on Wednesday. I don't believe they will find a way to win and they will not qualify for the knockout stages. All right. Write that down. I'm Write staying down. with the loon I'm staying with the loons this with all three of mine because oh. they play because they play two matches before we do this again. So okay. uh I am going to say uh, for my second one, um Adrian Onu will score a goal on Wednesday against Austin. Write that okay. down. He I like it. Because he's going to scored three on Saturday. Yeah. He, he's getting there. He will score. Yes, he, he will looked, score a goal. He looks dangerous on Saturday. I think he'll – I agree with you. I think he'll score. Write that down for my final prediction of the week. I'm going Copa America on this one. I'm just going all over wow. the world. Argentina under Lionel Messi have not won a major tournament. I believe that will change this year at this year's Copa America. Argentina currently sit first in their group. On seven points after their win tonight, I believe Argentina will win Copa America. Write that down. Wow. Right. Lionel, Messi, Lionel Messi will finally get his big international trophy with Argentina. There we go. All right. For my third, uh, I'm going to go to Saturday's game okay. at Portland. All right. And I will call that Emmanuel Reynoso will score, score a goal in Ooh. Portland. Emmanuel Reynoso getting a goal. He will score. He should have scored two of them when he came off the bench on Saturday. That's true. So. That's true. He should have. Write that down. See, I want to get some like points. It. I'm looking like for it. three points. I will be disappointed if I have anything but three points next Monday. You're looking for three points for you and six points for the loons. Points. It sounds like. Yes, absolutely. That'd be good. No more tying on the road. Done with I mean, that. Portland's a Portland's a tough place, especially in front of that crowd. Somebody told me, someone said to me the other day that, you know, obviously isn't a huge soccer fan, but there sure are, they said there sure are a lot of ties in soccer. I said, yeah. well, would you want to know why? It's because it's the only sport that allows ties. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't allow them anymore. The NFL still has ties. They're, yeah. they're fairly rare. Well, it they're seemed like they were rare. fairly rare. The last decade they've been having, yeah. happening quite frequently, it seems. Yeah. So, but they're, 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 the only, they're the only major sport, right, that doesn't try and settle a tie. It's done. Yeah. Besides the NFL's rare occurrence of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the NHL doesn't allow it anymore. They used to have ties in the NHL. <laughs> and Major League Baseball, they'll play for two weeks for the, until someone Goodness. wins. Goodness gracious. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yep. I mean, they'll play for two weeks just because that's nine innings. But that's, yeah, well, that's yeah, another <laughs> two weeks if they have to go to 12 or 13. So. 
All right, that has been Write That Down, and that has been Loon Talk for the week. Once again, you are listening to Loon Talk on your favorite podcast streaming of ch- or podcast service of choice. Make sure to give us a rating, a review, and a subscription because it helps us get found. Also, tell your friends about us if they are looking for Loon's content as well. I am Jonathan Harrison. You can find me on Twitter at JohnHarrison90. That has been Dan Terrar. You can find him on Twitter at Dan Terrar, at D-A-N-T-E-R-H-A-A-R. Dan, thank you for your wisdom tonight, and we will talk to you on Wednesday. See you Wednesday. Go Loons. Have a Go great loons. night. Remember, we will do, we we promise we will do a loon call after the match. We remember. (laughs) I'll bring bring all the toys and equipment so we can still do a loon call after the match. We will post that when we are done. So you will be able to get your reactions, our immediate reactions, after hopefully a loon's win at Allianz Field on Wednesday night. Once again, that has been Loon Call, or the Loon Talk for tonight. Thank you for listening. Have a good one. He knows he once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down on the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? Now you can learn his inner secrets with Embark, the highest rated dog DNA test. Unlocking over 350 breeds and screening for over 215 genetic health risks. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA. That's DNA to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.